Good morning. I'm Tom Snape, and we are joined this morning by Mary Mattingly from Safe Passage. And good morning to you, Mary. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Tom, for having me. I appreciate it. And, of course, uh, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And, uh, Mary, what's the uh, message that uh, you want to convey as far as uh, that's concerned and getting the word out? Well, you know, domestic and sexual violence is often considered maybe like a personal problem. It's something you might want to, we want to ignore or avoid, don't want to recognize. But when you think that one out of three women will be a victim, when 74% of the children will witness this violence, and every 98 seconds a sexual assault occurs in the U.S., that becomes a community problem. That's not just a personal problem. So we want to spread that message. And most importantly, we want to spread the message, too, that there is a place of help, healing, and hope through Safe Passage. Safe Passage serves six counties in our district. That would be Ripley, Franklin, Dearborn, Ohio, Switzerland, Jefferson counties. Um, We have been around since 1997. The more who know that we are there, the more we can help. And uh, what are some of the activities that Safe Passage is doing to bring attention to the issue of uh, domestic and sexual violence? Well, we have a lot going on. We have, um, you're going to see in the community, some purple banners, some purple ribbons. Purple is a designated color for to bring awareness to domestic violence. We're going to have some um, awareness stickers on coffee sleeves with some of our um, coffee partners throughout the uh, district. Um, we're also doing some special thank yous to our partners like first responders and law enforcement, even some of our corporate and church sponsors who've been so wonderful to us. We actually had a, um, a Batesville woman, Linda Casablanca, who made these beautiful, colorful vases for us, and they're on sale at Precision Hair Design in Batesville. And she also gave us several that we want to distribute to some of those partners I just mentioned, and um, those vases are um, still available at Precision Hair Designs in um, Batesville. It's right near Georgia's Pharmacy. So that's one of the things. Um, one of our big days is on October 21st. That's National Wear Purple Day. So that is October 21st, so let's all wear purple. We're also doing a lot of um, social media posts with tasks. And if you tag us with maybe taking a picture of you in purple or whatever you're doing, you'll have a chance to win a prize. We're going to put your name in a drawing. In a drawing. And then our youth council is doing many messages and collections, collection drives at the various schools throughout our six counties. And then we're also planning a chalk the walk with the youth um, don't have the date quite yet, but that's some of the activities that we are doing. Uh, Chalk the Walk, that intrigues me. Can you, uh, uh, besides the fact that uh, you haven't had the date established, uh, what uh, what exactly does that entail? Um, that's going to have some of the schools and those the youth participating, and they'll be writing um, positive um, messages or quotes, maybe some statistics that are centered around domestic violence. And so that's a little bit what that is. So it's in chalk, of course. Yeah, there you <laughs> Which go. Which is always fun. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and again, that's uh, that's uh, just spreading uh, positive messages uh, as far as uh, the month is concerned. Right, and we definitely want our the youth to be aware. Part of even though we do a lot of you know a lot of our work is directly with clients. We also have a prevention program that goes and works with the youth throughout the schools to stop the violence before it starts. And so getting them engaged, letting them know more about what is expected in healthy, loving relationships is is very important. They also, our team also has several activities with the youth in October. I see that we're going to be doing the 
the um, trunk or treat. That's the Batesville Area Resource Center. They've kind of helped coordinate that, and our, our girls have helped with that. That's going to be October 22nd at the Batesville Intermediate Parking Lot. That is, that's, that's really cool. I participated last year, and um, they had it lined up, and lots of candy and lots of neat surprises there. Then we're doing a Halloween bash with the Brooksville Library on October 26th and another one at the Laurel Library on October 28th. And then in Franklin County, also October 21st at the fairgrounds, we're doing a um, fun and friendly event coordinating with them as well. So prevention is very busy this month. Yeah, no question about it. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about uh, getting the, uh, the school kids aware of what's going on. And uh, uh, I would imagine that uh, there's probably uh, there might have been uh, some cases where there was a kid, uh, unbeknownst to anyone in the school, might have brought forth uh, uh, or made somebody aware that uh, their parent was involved in a domestic violence situation. Yes, that that definitely happens. I mean, we are very um, careful, you know, confidential about information. But yes, that's very common. And also, what's common is um, with the teens, what we call teen dating violence. And actually, that's February Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. But um, Indiana actually has a pretty high incidence of that being um, more common. And so, you know, and so, you know, the, a lot of the kids will do um, texting and some of the things, some of the behaviors that they do is not, it, it shows a behavior that would lead to future violence. And so we kind of want to nip that in the bud and let them know what is more normal. So, yeah. All right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll be back with more with Mary Mattingly with Safe Passage right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let to go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville to go. Big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pod. I'm Tom Snape, and we're speaking this morning with Mary Mattingly with Safe Passage. And uh, Mary, uh, of course, uh, as we mentioned, this is uh, October is uh, Domestic Violence and Sexual uh, Violence uh, Awareness Month. And how prevalent is uh, domestic violence? I mean, is it just something you think it just happens in urban areas, but uh, that's not necessarily the case. Is that uh, is that uh, on target? Yeah. Yes, you're, you're exactly right. I, I often tell people they think it's like a big city problem, but it is happening basically almost every day here in our rural area. Just kind of a, uh, to bring that up, we had last year, we had 743 helpline calls. That was through the year, and then we responded and helped 264 clients with what we call our non-residential programming. That's for those who don't need emergency shelter but do need support in some way. And then we also had another nearly 100 people in our shelter. So in total, we served almost 1,100 people in our six-county district from um, 2020. So it's quite um, prevalent. It happens. I think it's kind of interesting. They do Every year they do a we participate with the statewide Indiana Coalition Against Domestic Violence that also participates with the nation, and we do a census day. So they want everybody to be on board that has a uh, domestic violence or sexual violence program, and there's 45 of those in the state, and we participated, and the most common um, or the most um, 
recent statistics show that in 2020, in the state, in one day, was in, on September 10th, they had 2,767 victims that were served in one day in shelter, another 1,610 non-residential clients, and responded to 596 hotline calls. So that is pretty busy. Um, it shows you that throughout the state um, in Indiana that we are seeing this issue come forth. And, uh, you know, of course, you, you know, the state of Indiana, of course, uh, we've been talking about the uh, the census, the fact that rural areas have uh, dropped population and uh, people have gone more to gravitate more to the city, such as Indianapolis, uh, Fort Wayne and so forth. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think that, uh, that kind of highlights, uh, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, your job is uh, something that in uh, uh, the folks, what you folks do at Safe Passage, I mean, uh, it's a six-county area, service area, as you said, but uh, still uh, the need is uh, is quite prevalent. And, and it is in, in the rural area. One of the problems, Tom, that we have noticed is particularly the further out you go, um, some of the problems is isolation. You know, domestic violence can take on many forms. It can be, you know, physical battering or also emotional, verbal, or isolation, even financial limitations. And one thing that we, we do you know, one of the issues we have around here is we don't have any mass transit system. So we do provide um, transportation for those who, who need it, and it happens a lot. And we work really well with local law enforcement agents that, you know, they're short-staffed also. So in the middle of the night, if they have um, an issue, um, maybe a victim, and they know they are very aware of safe passage, we'll work with them and we'll meet them maybe halfway to um, transport that person to emergency shelter. So that definitely is happening. And I did want to bring up that, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, we had a lot of things canceled in 2020 due to COVID. But one thing that wasn't canceled, unfortunately, was domestic or sexual violence. And it's noted that in Indiana, there were 74 people in Indiana last year that died from a domestic violence-related fatality. That's a 113% increase from the year before. So that's huge. And in our county, we had, we noticed we had five domestic violence, not our county, our district. We had five domestic violence-related fatalities. And typically, Tom, we would have maybe one every two or three years. So it's definitely, you know, the abuse apparently thrived in isolation. So it is happening. It is happening in our area. And um, hopefully more people know that there is support and how we can help. Yeah, because that's uh, one thing that uh, is, had been talked about uh, from, from time to time is the fact that uh, the number of uh, cases going up in uh, 2020 yeah. with the pandemic. And uh, um, it'll be interesting to see uh, how those numbers shake out with uh, you know things loosening up just a bit. Uh, maybe not as much isolation, but still, you, you just never know. Right. We've had, um, actually, I know in the past couple of weeks, our shelter has been full. I don't know, maybe there's a full moon or something. <laughs> but, um, yeah. and, and, and if it, if that we do get a call and our suites are full, we'll uh, make some kind of accommodations. You know, it, particularly if it's an emergency, um, maybe we get them into a safe place, into a hotel, that sort of thing. So um, we'll always respond no matter what. And are there any new uh, programs that Safe Passage is working on? Yes, yes, we do have a couple of new initiatives. Um, one of them, we've partnered with the, the state, and we have this hashtag Indiana Against Domestic Violence Stigma Campaign, and it's turning the focus on survivors of domestic abuse and violence to by, bystanders and engaging the community. A lot of people will think, well, 
why doesn't she just leave? Um, it's a lot more difficult than just walking at the door. The number one reason a victim doesn't leave is because of resources. So we don't want to make that the the reason. But so that's why we're here to help. But um, so we're working on that stigma campaign, and we're also um, working on a new. Um, strangulation programming uh it's we're trying to enlighten the message that this is a very dangerous act we're doing um some surviving victims of strangulation assault are about a thousand percent more likely of becoming a completed homicide victim those statistics just came out friday with the strangulation institute so we are partnering with our local medical providers and first responders with this we're doing some training for our staff to recognize the the risk and the and the symptoms with strangulation as as an act yeah, and that, that's the thing. I don't think that uh, that's uh, it's good that you're bringing it up because it's not really forefront of uh, people's mind strangulation. But that's that's uh, that's incredible. A thousand percent more likely of becoming a homicide victim through strangulation. Right. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So you just really want to take make note of it. And then the other thing is, um, actually, I went to a training on this uh, about a year or two ago. It was interesting the long term impact from just that act of strangulation, of, of trying to choke someone, how that can physically impair you years later, too, as well. Um, I'm not an expert on it, but I, I just do, I do recall hearing that from the um, law enforcement who, who was an expert on it. It's interesting. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm sure also uh, the, uh, the mental aspect of it as well, that's got to have long-term effects. Oh, awful, yes. I, yeah. I can't mm. imagine um, having that threat that scare yeah 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 so uh but uh with that uh uh anything else uh, we might have missed this morning mary um well i just i do want to remind people our executive director jane norn has um issued out a um initiative and that she says for this month particularly in october to think about having an have an intentional conversation about safe passage about domestic violence with someone and um, let us know about it. And she says, if you don't have anyone to have a conversation about, sit to give her a call, safe passage, Jane York. So we'll offer that up as well. And in the meantime, we are working on our um, upcoming major fundraiser, which is planned for December 4th. Uh, we're crossing our fingers. It's going to be in person at Wall Hill Farms, and we'll have more details about that. But um, a lot of people, Tom, say it's one of their favorite um, benefits. It's really a very inspiring, a beautiful way to start the season of giving. So, um, yeah, that's what's going on a little bit. And finally, uh, Mary Manningly, the uh, uh, contact information as far as uh, how people can get hold of Safe Passage. Um, yes. Well, one easy way you could go onto our website, which is safepassageinc.org, and you have the phone numbers there. Otherwise, our toll-free number is 877-733-1990. Again, 877-733-1990. And remember, we are 24-7. You will always have a person on answer that phone. So it's not robocall or anything like that. All right. So you will actually speak to someone who will, uh, and that's uh, that's a thing. Uh, they need somebody, and uh, yeah. they need them yesterday. Yeah, and and it's and it's it's local. It's not that's not the national line. And we do on our website. It does have the national and the Indiana state um, hotlines and stuff. But um, I think sometimes, pers I think people like to speak to someone 
you know, locally that can help them right then and there. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, Mary Mangley, uh, we appreciate your uh, time this morning and, um, uh, and enlightening us on uh, October, again, uh, Domestic Violence Month. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Once again, our thanks to Mary Mattingly, the Community Outreach Director at Safe Passage. Up next, we'll speak with State Representative Randy Fry about redistricting and the changes coming to Indiana House District 67. That's coming up after this.